Welcome, everybody, to Tokens of Wisdom. I'm your host, Dave Rothschild, a partner at Cole Freeman & Mallon, a boutique law firm based in San Francisco with one of the leading private fund practices on the West Coast. Before we dive into the episode, like always, please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the show. Nothing I say here is legal investment or tax advice. A couple months ago, I did an episode discussing the much-ballyhooed Corporate Transparency Act, and basically concluding that, while it's annoying and kind of stinks, it's not that big of a deal. So you need to file this Beneficial Ownership Information Report, BO Report for short. But what's one more government filing? Am I right? Well, we're now a couple weeks into the reign of the CTA, and I'm back to tell you I was wrong. Kinda. Just like that smelly car episode of Seinfeld, some B.O. is so bad that nothing can clean it. Actually, maybe that's the wrong analogy. In that Seinfeld episode, the B.O. never went away. It was uncleanable. The CTA is more like that loose string on your favorite sweater. It's hanging there out of place, and so you cut it off and think the job is done. And it goes away for a while. But before long, you look down and there's that dang string again. Now, why do I say that? Well, in thinking through how to help my clients comply with these new requirements, I've encountered two persistent irritants so far. First is the potential need for constant amendments to your BO report. And second is the shifting exemption qualifications, which lead to even more amendments. Of course, as you know, this is a show all about funds and fund managers, so that's who I'm really thinking about specifically when coming up with these irritants. Let's say you're one of my clients, and you're gearing up to launch your first fund. One of your first tasks is forming the new entities. You form a fund here, you form a management company there, maybe multiple management companies. See episode 28. Well, like I said in my first CTA episode, in addition to filing the formation document, appointing a registered agent, getting an EIN, etc., now you also have to send FinCEN your BO report, where you identify and provide annoyingly specific information about the entity's significant owners and people who exercise substantial control over the entity. By annoyingly specific, I mean residential addresses and passport details, among other things. The biggest potential issue I see is how frequently you might need to amend these BO reports. I say may here because this is brand new and the mechanics of enforcement and interpretation haven't been ironed out yet. Maybe the ever-rational government will recognize the insanity of some of these potential situations and provide guidance to temper the requirements. Or maybe it won't. So, back to forming your entities. You've got a fund and a management company for simplicity. You just formed it, so you file a BO report for the fund and you file a BO report for the management company. It's easy enough, like cutting off that errant string falling off your sweater. But wait a second. The operational burden of getting this fund off the ground is becoming too much for you to handle by yourself. So you go and hire a chief operating officer. Aha! Now there's a new senior officer wielding substantial control over the entity. And that triggers an obligation to amend your BO report. That string is back. Cut it again. A month later, your new COO moves to a bigger house that he bought with all that new fund cheddar. Now the residential address listed for him on the BO report is stale. And you have to amend it again. Great news! Your fund gets seeded by a large investor. That investor owns more than 25% of the interests in your fund, and that means it's a new beneficial owner that needs to be disclosed on your BO report. There's that string again. Boy, oh boy, the accounting and financial management of this burgeoning business is becoming too much for your COO to handle. So you hire a chief financial officer. Uh-oh, got to amend the BO report. Your CFO realizes before leaving on his family vacation to Paris that his passport expired. Now he gets a new passport, which means that the information disclosed on your prior BO report is stale, and you have to amend it again. Now fundraising is really hitting its stride. 
And investors are lining up. Nobody matches the seeder's check, but so many folks are coming into your fund that now the seeder owns less than 25% of the fund. Amend. With so many employees now, the management company needs a bigger office space. There's that string again. Amend that BO report. Okay, I think you all get the point. Also, are you tired of the string analogy? Are you missing the holiday season? Well, think of the BO report like that really annoying, administratively burdensome version of Santa's sack. No matter how many presents you pull out, there's always another one waiting for you in the bag. Now, I will note that some of these irritating amendments triggered by personal information changes can be avoided by obtaining a FinCEN identifier. I don't think most people appreciate how often they're going to need to amend these forms or have processes in place to even know when an amendment is required. So it might be beneficial for anybody getting listed on a BO report to obtain a FinCEN identifier and use that instead of divulging all this specific information. Anyway, this leads me to the second irritant we've discovered in the early days of the CTA, shifting exemption qualifications. Now, you may recall from my earlier CTA episode that SEC-registered investment advisors, among other regulated entities, are exempt from filing BO reports, as are the funds they manage. Now, in the example above, maybe that manager knew all along that he was going to register as an investment advisor. But will a manager's investment advisor application be approved before the deadline for its initial BO report, which is 90 days after the entity is formed for any entities formed during calendar year 2024? Maybe it will, but in the real world, probably not. Entity formation is often the first thing that's done in the process. It's a prerequisite to so many other things. You can't submit an investment advisor application without first forming the entity. You can't get a bank account without first forming the entity, etc. And starting in 2025, the BO report deadline will be 30 days after formation. It's very unlikely that most entities will become registered investment advisors within 30 days of formation. That means that even if you're going to be exempt eventually, you're not exempt initially. And you have to file that first BO report. And then when your investment advisor application is approved, you've now become an exempt entity, and switching to exempt status requires amending your previous BO report. That dang string is back. Ugh. At least that one will be your last amendment. Awesome. You found the bottom of Santa's sack. You've banished that string to the dustbin of history. That is, of course, until you start winding down your business and withdraw your investment advisor application. In all reality, I think that complying with the letter of the law of the CTA could lead to a ton of headaches, just a few of which I've previewed in this episode. As funds and managers begin to grapple with the complex realities of dealing with the CTA, maybe we will learn some workarounds. And maybe, like I said earlier, we'll get some guidance lessening the burden of tracking some of these amendment obligations. So stay tuned. Well, now that all that boring regulatory analysis is out of the way, it's time for the part you've all been waiting for. The legal disclaimer. In this show, I describe laws and regulations from a 10,000-foot view. And while this should be obvious to most, I need to say it nonetheless. This show is for informational purposes only. And nothing said here constitutes legal investment or tax advice. If you're thinking about starting a fund or you're curious about what's involved, this show is a good resource as you explore your options. But if you're going to pull the trigger and launch a fund, please engage an attorney to assist you. Thanks for listening to Tokens of Wisdom with Dave Rothschild. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, follow, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. And tell your friends about us. Last but not least, if you have any questions about what we discussed today, feel free to send us an email at tow at colefreeman.com, spelled out in the show notes. 